Welcome to our podcast. We are New Horizons Christian Fellowship from Starkville, Mississippi. We are about kingdom family, reaching up to the Father, reaching in to each other, and reaching out to the world. We hope you will be strengthened and encouraged by the message. Whenever I'm talking to just about anyone around the world now, I keep hearing people say, these are crazy times. Crazy times. One pastor yesterday when we were meeting with the mayor of our city said, for such a time as this, out of Esther, for such a time as this, we've been brought into the kingdom. What time is it? First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, talks about the sons of Issachar, and they it says about them that they understood the times and knew what to do. Do we know what to do? The Pharisees and the Sadducees in Matthew chapter 16 verses 1 through 3. They asked Jesus to show them a sign. And he replied... When evening comes, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red in the morning. Today, it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. <clears throat> you know how to interpret the, the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. What time is it? I've been thinking about, in the New Testament times, as they were expecting Messiah to come. Yet so many did not understand the time. It's sad for us when we look back to that. But could it be that that is exactly what we're doing today? Is it possible that we are the last leg in the relay race before Jesus comes back. We know that in Matthew, Jesus says, when the disciples ask, when, when is your time coming? Jesus said, all of these things are going to happen. Luke 19 also says it. And he lists out all kinds of natural uh, disasters and, and wars. And, you know, I've, I've heard so many people talking about all of these different things. Jesus says, those are just the birth pains. <clears throat> and then he says, this gospel of the kingdom, the gospel, what's the gospel? 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says, the gospel basically is ABC backward. Jesus crucified, buried, and arose. That's the simple gospel message. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all peoples, all ethne, and then my time will come. Who knows when that time is? We have people that would stand up and be speaking prophetically and saying all kinds of things. I, I really get shocked at some of the things I, I hear and that I read, and, and I, I, I hear some things that have been prophesied in, in recent years, and they've come about, and I just go, wow, 
I, I just want to listen to that, and, and I wish that I understood it all. Some of it's been right on target. It's happened just as they said. But Jesus says this to his disciples in Acts chapter 1, verse 7. He said, it is not, they'd ask him, when, when's your time coming again? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. The Father has said. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Father knows the times. We can count unreached people groups and say, well, we're seeing the gospel go to all of these people, but is it just the gospel going to them, or are they supposed to be sent out? Is that maybe the fulfillment of the gospel of the kingdom? Not just that we're receiving something. Anybody can receive something, but sons and daughters in the kingdom are sent out as ambassadors. Could it be that those that are receiving the gospel, maybe the, the Bible is being printed in their own languages and all of the unreached people's groups are, are reached, but perhaps it's not really the gospel of the kingdom until those that have received go out. We don't know. Jesus says this, the Father does. In a sense, as, as we understand Jesus, we know that he is fully 100% God and 100% man. But there's something in his submission, in that trinity of his submission to the Father. And there's the picture of Jesus seated at his right hand side. You know, that verse actually comes from the uh, Psalm 110, where it says, The Lord declared to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. There are a lot of things that are enemies, I believe, to God. And, and there are a lot of enemies to God's creation and to his sons and daughters. But in the spiritual realm, there's something of the enemy that is going to be done. Until that day when Jesus, he's actually on, he's building a footstool. He is making all of those enemies a footstool. Jesus is still a carpenter. When that, when that final display of that footstool is made, <clears throat> the father is going to say to the son, get up and go get her. Get up and go get your bride. The trumpet will sound. The dead in Christ will rise. <clears throat> and we will meet him in the air that are here. That's going to happen one day. Who knows? Could it be, though, that we are like those in the New Testament that were looking for Messiah but didn't discern the, the times? <clears throat> are we ready? Yes, things are happening around us. You know, we've made plans even here at New Horizons. We've tried to 
plan our small groups out. And now, we jokingly say, we're having forced small groups. No group more than 10 people. At the end of this message, Josiah's going to come up and share with you a little bit about what we're going to be doing over the next eight weeks. Their plans, they may change. We sent out one letter this past week, and just a few hours later had to uh, adjust that. But we're planning. You know, we can plan things, but it seems like in this season, there's some things that are being forced. And I believe that God's taking advantage of that so that the church is not just the building and just acting like a building. But we're becoming what God has truly made us to be. You know that Psalm 110 verse uh, 1 passage is, is, is understood to be the most quoted passage out of the Old Testament in the New Testament. Jesus quoted it. Jesus quoted it in Luke chapter 20, verse 34 through 43. Some teachers of the law in verse 39 said, Well, teacher, no one (laughs) dared to ask any more uh, questions. Jesus said to them, How is it that they say that Christ is the son of David? David himself declares in the book of Psalms. He quotes from Psalm 110. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. All of creation is groaning, waiting for the revelation of the sons of God. Bride, we need to make ourselves ready. In the book of Revelation... Chapter 19, verses 7 through 9, it says, John says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Folks, sanctification is a work of God through willing vessels. God is cleaning up his bride and getting us ready for that return of Jesus. There are idols that are being shaken. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. So that what is left is the unshakable kingdom, Hebrews 12 says. This is not a gloomy thing. Listen to what it says about this. Then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the land. It's a happy, joyful thing. That's where we're headed. And if we could just get a glimpse of eternity right now in the temporal realm, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that those things that we see are temporal. The things that are unseen are eternal. There is an eternal realm that already swallows up the temporal vapor of life that we live in. But if we could see everything around us from that eternal realm, it would take away our fear. Our fear is there because our addiction to our idols exists. 
And therefore it becomes an addiction to fear. Everybody is addicted to fear. If those idols are shaken, if everything that can be shaken is shaken, then what we have left is the unshakable kingdom. Y'all, these are days that are exciting to me. I think God has been preparing me for this time. Some of the months just before this were some of the most challenging time in my life. At one point, I wondered if my life meant anything because it seemed like everything inside of me was being shaken. Things that I thought were important had actually become an idol. Things that should have a proper priority in my life for God's kingdom, I actually had taken so much delight in that it had actually become an idol. And when it got shaken a little bit, I thought everything was gone. God is wanting us to simply and purely be devoted to Jesus. Is yours a yes and amen right now? Are you ready to let go of those idols? So much of what has been an idol in our culture has been shaken. We can't watch sports. We can't go out and buy nice things. We can't go out and maybe enjoy a a meal that someone else prepared and that we have a fine banquet table. We can't do some of the things that even we as individuals or individual families would want to do. Brothers and sisters, this is for us now. We can't go to a building And go through just a format. We are having things shaken. That some of it might be good. But it's being shaken. Because we put our trust too much in that. We've had an addiction to something. That God's saying. Let that go. You see we can either fall on the stone broken. And simply and purely be devoted. He is the stone. Peter said, thou art Christ, the son of God. Jesus says, you're Peter. And on this stone, I will build my church. We fall on the stone of Jesus, the son of the living God. Broken. If we don't. All of the things that get shaken in this world will come like a big stone on top of us and and break off all of those things that we've trusted in. Paul says in Philippians that one day every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. But we have the opportunity right now to fall on our knees on that stone 
and simply, purely be devoted to Jesus. Y'all, these are exciting times to me. They're exciting because I'm seeing opportunities. As the idols that have been in my life over months before were being broken off, it was like I was having a head-on collision with Jesus and not much was left except for him. And in the process of that, my love for him went deeper. Simply Jesus. And, and you know what? This strange thing happened. I started getting more revelation from the scripture. The, the word that had been in me all of these years, even in my sleep, I would wake up in the morning and, and have a revelation from scripture that I never had before. Since the recent trauma and challenge and that's brought chaos around our world, a shaking around our world in every country, it seems. Not only am I getting revelation from the scripture, brothers and sisters, I actually wake up from my sleep with answers to problems that I haven't even seen yet. Sometimes in the middle of the day, I bump into that problem and I already have the answer for it. I want us to just look very simply. I want you to think about very simply the book of Nehemiah. Very simply, there's four things I want you to, 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 to think about. In Nehemiah chapter 1, it says that Nehemiah, who was a cupbearer to the king, was hanging out with some of his homeboys from Jerusalem. And he asked them, how's it going back there? And they said, they gave him a report. They said, it's, the walls are torn down, the gates are destroyed. A defenseless city. Folks, we look at the virus that's come and in some ways we, we go, well, we're not prepared for this. Our defenses weren't up. And this may be just a little dry run here. It's impacted the whole world, but... And, and by the way, just because if you don't believe that this is a real issue to be dealing with, that it's... The fact is, the fear that has been compounded by that is real. And so our whole world is being shaken by whether the real, it's a real crisis, we're being, being shaken by the crisis of fear. I don't care where you stand in this, the fact is we're living in this time. Are we going to be like sons of Issachar and know what to do? Nehemiah knew what to do. I'm going to give you four things he did. First of all, he prayed. Would you start out praying? In prayer, when everything gets shaken... When you're troubled and struggling and fearful, if you will go to your Father as Jesus taught us to pray. Father in heaven, he's our Abba Father. Run to your Father in the challenging times and pray. Go deeper in intimacy with him. 
push the pause button. The pause button has already been pushed in our society. And yet we will sit like zombies before televisions and watch news. And it's not news anymore. It's old. Somebody in here laughed. We got just a couple. Hope you did back home. We watch the news like zombies and we're inactive. But if we would start in prayer and develop intimacy with God, God will show us what to do. The second thing is, Nehemiah went to Jerusalem and he assessed everything. He took a few people with him and he walked around the walls of the city. Something's happening here in Starkville, Mississippi, folks. Not only is it happening in individuals, not only is it happening in our fellowship at New Horizons Christian Fellowship in Starkville, Mississippi, but things that we've dreamt of for years, is, they're happening here right now in Starkville, Mississippi. The body of Christ is responding and coming together. As we assess the walls around our city and see the rubble, what do we do? Nehemiah did something else. He prayed. He prayed. He assessed. <laughs> he saw what was needing to be done, and he prayed again. After praying that next time, folks, he took action. He didn't sit there incapacitated because of the gigantic thing that was in front of him. He took action. And here's what they did in Jerusalem. At, in, in Nehemiah chapter 3, as you read that, I'm not going to read it here. As you read that chapter 3, it, it begins by saying that they began with the gates. And, and they took action there. And then it says... The, the sons of a man, it, it was like a family gathering, took one section of the wall. And, and as you read through Nehemiah 3, you see that the son of this person, the son of this person, they took their positions around the wall. And as I think about Nehemiah chapter 3, I see that the Lord would look at local fellowships, even here in Starkville, Mississippi, and he would position us. In, in, in our own little groupings around the wall so that we all can be one in addressing the defenselessness of our cities. And, and the end result is that the body of Christ becomes one. Not that we are conformed into a one rubber stamp or one mold, one cookie cutter. There's something of retaining our identity as families and the unity that is seen in the, that is a unity in diversity. So God is calling Baptist and Methodist and Presbyterian. Y'all, y'all, uh, young man came to my house the other day, and I said, "How's it going?" He works with a, a produce place that that sells to schools and restaurants, and I said, "You must be busy because everybody's going after food." And he said, "No, not not really." Y'all, God gave me a creative word right there. And I suddenly thought, what if, what if we set up co-ops with churches so that they could go to this place that's not able to sell their food because schools are closed and restaurants are limited? And you know what's turned out? 
There, there's, there's over a hundred churches in this region right here that are all coming together. I've got names of churches, pastors and point people. We've got a person that owns a restaurant in our fellowship that has put together a, a, a web form that folks can sign up on to build their own co-op from their church. The produce place now will take the order from that co-op and take it to that church, and that church delivers the food to the people that have ordered through that church. And we as the body are coming together. There is a Nehemiah connection that's coming across the body of Christ in this city. And I believe that's going to happen in cities all around the states. Pray. Assess. Pray. And act. Now folks that hear me around here often know that I do silly little acronyms. But pray, assess, pray, act is Papa. Papa knows the times. In your families, will you sit down with your heavenly Papa? Will you hear from him what needs to be done? And will we join together as a family with him as Papa? We've got a bigger heart than those on Facebook Live. Because the heart of Papa God is so big. So big. And he wants his church not to be a building or a 501c3. But to be active. And getting along and loving each other. And reaching out to the world with that simple gospel. Jesus crucified, buried, and arose. I hope that this is recorded and it's done live and uh, done, played over with other people. I want to hear what I'm saying again. Because I want to be a son of Issachar that understands the times and knows what to do. Will you sit with your families and pray? Turn the television off. Pray. Listen. Assess what's happening in your family. Are the walls down there? Are you being attacked because you haven't checked the rubble? Get the dirt out. Repent. Get it all out. Those walls might get shaken. Get it out. Pray again and then act. There's some relationships that need to be restored in families. And God's given you right now the perfect time to do it. Will you pause and get right with each other? I'm convinced that God is perfecting his bride. It is a work of God. He gives it to us, a robe of righteousness. And that robe of righteousness are the acts of the saints. That's the saints Acting it out. It's a gift of salvation that we step out in. But folks, Papa one day is going to reveal to his son that's seated at his right hand. He's going to go, it's time. Don't be like those maidens 
of the bride that Jesus talked about that were not ready. Because Jesus said that it was spoken to them, I don't know yet. Because they weren't ready. Today, if you don't know Jesus, he, he was crucified for you. He was buried and he arose. He was raised up on a stick so that anyone that looked to him would be saved from the brokenness of sin and death and would come alive. Simply looking at him, believing in him, you will be born into eternal life. And not to be a couch potato, not to be a building, but to take some action. Now's the time. For such a time as this, God has called us into the kingdom. We sang that song, yes and amen. Church, let's say yes and amen to him. Yes and amen. That's the word of the Lord that I have for us. Let's just be quiet. You be quiet before the Lord right now just a minute. Papa, Heavenly Father, there's some folks out there watching this and listening to this right now that are really hurting. Their pain is real. They may not be dealing with sickness, but they may be dealing with the sickness of the fear that has incapacitated them. Some that may have fears of losing a business or losing all of the things that they've, they have set up to be able to take care of them. Papa, Heavenly Father, we come to you for them. We come to you for those that are sick, some that are so sick in hospitals, in ICUs. Papa, we come to you. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now for them. And we ask God for you to intervene just as Hezekiah was given 15 more years, would you give so many of them more? Papa, Heavenly Father, we come to you for our city, for our state, for our nation, and for the governments of this world. We ask that where people don't know what to do, that you would come up with Creator God, creative kinds of answers to problems, even in their sleep. And that cities would see the rubble cleared away from the walls and that the defenses would be built back up. Thank you that here in Starkville, Mississippi, we've seen tornadoes come right up to our, our boundaries of our city limits and go around. We don't take that for granted, Lord. Father, I remember when that tornado came to the west side of Starkville and it split in two and one part of it went to the north and one to the south and two tornadoes kind of went around the city and then went on. 
Lord, I ask right now that you would protect not just Starkville, not just Octavial County, but our state, our country, and the countries of these, this world. Would you put up the defense, Lord, and give us time as we repent and run to you to be filled and to be sent out into action. Restore relationships. Restore intimacy with you. Our answer to you right now is yes and amen. I'm done. I want you to take what we've talked about and, and walk it out in your families. Josiah's coming up and he's going to share with our New Horizons family a little bit more of what our plans are, just in a simple fashion. Thank you. Thanks, Dad. And thank you all for bearing with us. I don't know how the live stream went. Um, hopefully, uh, y'all were able to follow along a little bit at least. We did record the service, so we're going to put that up. And then the, live, the Facebook Live should remain on our Facebook page, so you can always come back and watch that. But we're going to try something new for next week. We just had to throw this together for today because um, it was short notice. But um, we're going to be rolling out a, a plan to have smaller groups meet on a Sunday morning. We're going to have some uh, predetermined locations, and the elders are actually going to be helping to facilitate these groups. Um, the elders are going to be, uh, we're going to meet at a different day, and then we're going to actually come up and pre-record a little bit of worship time and pre-record a short word, and then we will get that out um, in a smaller group setting on a Sunday morning. So the best way for you to keep up with what's happening at New Horizons is going to be by email and by checking in on our Facebook and website. If you are not getting emails, make sure you send us an email to info at nhcfstarkville.com. You can um, also sign up on our website. It's uh, just www.nhcfstarkville.com. And obviously, if you're watching this video, then you already know where our Facebook page is. So Make sure that you have at least one of those um, you know, avenues to be notified of things because we will be putting information out this week of what we're going to do for next Sunday. But that is our current plan. Uh, we were planning on everybody being here today, and I sent out an email about everybody being here today, and then just a few hours later, we had to change that. So it is going to be fluid. Um, we need to be flexible, and we need to also recognize that that uh, many are the plans in a man's heart, but that the Lord's purpose will prevail. And so it doesn't matter. We don't have to have all of this stuff happen. God's purpose is going to prevail. That's what, I, I, that's what I'm taking out of this message, and that's what I'm taking out of our current situation, that God's purpose is going to prevail, and it's our job to see where he's moving and step into that. And so even if our current plan doesn't work out and we don't get to have our smaller group meetings, we're going to find another way to be the family and be the body of Christ that we've been called to be. Our world is hurting around us. It doesn't matter what stand you take in this uh, current situation that we're in. I don't care if you believe, don't believe, whatever your opinion is of it. The fact is our world is hurting. It was hurting before this situation, and it's going to be hurting after this situation. It's our responsibility to be the body of Christ and to impact those around us. So whatever that looks like for right now, as far as we're concerned at NHCF, our plan is the elders will be facilitating some smaller groups next Sunday. Make sure that you can be communicated with. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. You can send an email to me personally at josiah at nhcfstarville.com. Um, love y'all. 
praying for everybody. Also, one other thing, there should be a link in one of the comments. I think Trace posted it, and we'll probably put it on our page too. Fact of the matter is, uh, though we may not be meeting here corporately, um, there are still things that that do require finances. So let's continue to be diligent in, in our giving, in our bringing everything. This is an opportunity, what we're talking about, it goes beyond just bringing of our finances. There may be needs, that practical needs that people have in our body that maybe you have a skill that you can bring. But we need to be bringing everything into our storehouse so that we all can be tapping into our storehouse. So there should be a link for the online giving. You also, if you want to just give a check or cash, you can um, you could send an email to info at nhcf.starville.com and set up a time to meet somebody here or just put it in an envelope. We'll figure out a way to, to um, be able to handle that. But continue to give of your finances, continue to give of your time, continue to give of your services so that we can be the body. There's a lot of things, a lot of, New Horizons has got, we've got our hands in a lot of different things around our city and around this world, and it is going to require us to continue on, on an operational level in some way, shape, or form. So don't forget about that. If you have any questions, again, you guys should have gotten, I think I've said it like three or four times, I'll say it one more time, info at nhcfstartville.com. If you have any questions or need to get up with anybody, I think dad's got something else he wants to say. I'm just closing, just closing as I always do. I uh, just want to say this, this month was supposed to be about the word deacon uh, or servant. We looked at slave a few weeks ago, uh, but the word serve, servant, and our plans were to teach on that. Guess we can't do that right now, can we? Maybe we're getting forced into serving. <laughs> Don't take this time at home as a time of pause on your activities because it's going to mean that we do step up into action. So get ready to serve. Some of you that are, are elderly, uh, you might be going, I don't get to see anybody or talk to somebody. Look, we may have you on the phone detail because people are going to need to be called and checked on. Everybody can find a place and a way to serve in these days. And we're going to, in the middle of our plans, we're going to be activating that servant opportunity. So, as the post said, services at New Horizons Fellowship were canceled, but the church was still being the church. Uh, your service is actually to begin now. Bless you. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify or iTunes. If you would like to learn more about New Horizons Christian Fellowship, then please visit the links in the description to learn more. Thank you for listening. And remember, the service begins now.